Welcome to Spark Science. This is Regina Barber de Graff. This episode of Spark Science is the second of a two episode series featuring student made podcasts. As many of you know, I teach physics and astronomy at Western Washington University, but I've also started teaching science communication. I'm really proud of what my students have created, and I hope you enjoy listening to their work. Here we go. Neutron, proton, mass defect, lyrical oxidation, your irrelevant mass spectrograph, your electron volt, atomic energy erupting as I get all open on betatrons, gamma rays, thermal cracking, cyclotron, any and every mic you're on, transuranium, if y'all was uranium, molecules, spontaneous combustion, Pow. law of definite proportion, gain, ink weight, I'm every element around. Hello, I'm Nicole DeRamo, and today I'm here to talk about different paths that a student can take to reach the medical field. So I was able to speak with two Western Washington University students that both participated in the pre-medicine track and talk about their different stories. First, I'd like to talk to Sarah Strivenberg, who's currently a Western Washington student and yet to graduate. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your college schooling up until this point? So I attended, post, post high school graduation, I attended Montana State University uh, for two years um, pursuing a Selim Malek degree. I decided that Montana was not the best fit for me, um, and so I ended tr up transferring to Western. I stuck with about the same major and same goals of going to medical school, but did switch, switch my major uh, to biology anthropology at Western. So which of these programs within your schooling have been the most rewarding or informative for you? Probably like lab courses have been like the most useful. I also think that I've told this people before, but like the, I, I really believe that like research classes, I think really shape people and like prepare them for a career in like medicine, career in research is like the ability to take a lot of extraneous information and summarize it into a formulaic research project with like versus just, you know, kind of expelling out the information you learned on a piece of paper for an exam. I think lab work combined with like writing your own research papers is extremely useful, at least has been for me. Yeah, I think research can be really important too. So how has this research and lab work kind of changed your overall plans for future studies? <laughs> well, <laughs> so when I came to Western, I thought I was going to just graduate and apply straight to med school, but jokes on me. I ended up really enjoying biochemistry uh, way more than I thought I would. So I just signed on for grad school, also at Western, I'm working in the same lab I am now, and I'm going to be my PI, uh, my professor's uh, first grad student that she's ever had. But I still still planning on pursuing medicine. So have there been any kind of events or opportunities outside of university during your time as a student that have changed your plans or have helped build on what you're doing? I guess it's kind of related. So I did a internship in the Philippines two summers ago and I think 20, 2016. And I worked in a rural medical clinic for about two months. I had direct interaction with physicians and patients. And I think that was extremely rewarding and definitely helped me realize that I do really want to pursue medicine. Um, I also kind of gave me the kind of idea that I really want to pursue like rural medicine and especially helping like 
in need people because I feel like our it's a whole it's a whole other thing about how screwed up our health system is. But um, yeah, no, I definitely think it was a really good opportunity that did uh, didn't really change my plan, but kind of more solidified that I do want to be a physician eventually. So it seems that you find kind of hands-on practice really important. What do you kind of recommend for people coming in doing medicine? Because what if they don't necessarily have time to pursue all of these um, research opportunities or internships during their schooling? Would you recommend them take a break and between? Yeah. Yeah, no, I really recommend that. Like, I think... I mean, definitely, like, even for, like, general medical school applications, you mean you have to have, like, three hours of, like, physician interaction. But I definitely think just, like, taking opportunities as they come at you, like, you're not going to not get offered opportunities. There's always going to be something that pops up, and it's just the matter of, even if it's just, like, an hour or two a week, just getting that, like, hands-on experience, or if that means taking a year off, I think that's a very valid option. I mean, I'm even doing that between grad school and med school. I'm going to take a, a year or two off to work and do be an in industry. But I, I think just taking any opportunity that may come your way and just being really annoying and just asking people again and again and again until we give you a job. Have you received any support um, through Western staff to help you further these plans? A lot, actually a lot of support. Western's been like probably the most supportive place ever. So for my internship in the Philippines, my old bio 204 professor, Mike Williams, uh, he, he actually got me uh, this, got me that internship. I, he just knew, he knew someone that was sitting on the board and was able to write me a really nice letter of recommendation. Um, Jennifer Griffith in the chem department has been an absolute delight. She's definitely written me great letters, it's been super helpful, uh, given me a lot of good insight. And then my PI, Janine Amaker, has also been great. I mean, she employs me, so it's pretty great. <laughs> um, she's been really helpful. So you're choosing to pursue a graduate program outside of medical school, so to kind of take that intermediate step and get your master's, but it's not the same degree you're getting as an undergraduate. What was the meaning behind that is pursuing a separate degree between so i originally did my biology anthropology degree because i anthropology is my like guilty pleasure and i think it was going to be really useful especially in the idea of like pursuing rural medicine i think it's really important for physicians to have a cultural and like medical anthropology um understanding um especially in like a melting pot country such as america but I also have a, a love of STEM and <laughs> I truly thought I was going to hate biochemistry. Like I thought I was going to suffer through it uh, like everyone else, but I don't know. I just like, it was kind of a split second decision to do a grad program. I was like, that doesn't seem like the worst thing. So I got the offer and I just said yes, kind of without thinking about it. And now I'm here. So taking some of the classes that are required for either the medical program or your major has kind of changed what your passions or did you already have these passions and taking the classes just kind of re-sparked it? Um, so I, I hated chemistry up until about two and a half years ago. That was the worst thing, my worst thing ever. I never want to take a chem class for the rest of my life. 
but I think just I I had really good professors like honestly like Jennifer Griffith and a few other my professors like really really sparked my love for chemistry and I, I realized that I've, I've always really liked it and I think being getting the op like the option to pursue research versus just giving up research for the rest of my life so I really don't want to do that my eventual goal is to do an MD PhD program and still do pursue research while I am going to medical school so I think it was just a really nice segue into that so both your biological anthropology and your kind of biochem include biology do you think biology clearly it's important to medicine but why choose to not just go a general biology and kind of have those other um so i i i didn't do just a gen bio um just kind of at uh, with advisement from from my like pre-med advisor um so by major you're like grouped in a lot of medical schools and i kind of wanted to a stand out and b i i like bio and it's a huge part of medicine but i also I didn't just want to do straight bio. I think it was, I think it actually was general bio when I came to Western. And then I think I switched when I like declared. Do you believe that medical schools have an ideal plan of study or do you think there's some more flexibility than they let on while you're an undergraduate? I think that's kind of a double-edged sword there. I feel like a lot of medical schools, like definitely, they definitely have their like ideal student, but just going based off what my advisors have said, I think taking a non-traditional route to medical school, though, is not the most time smart. I think really, like, I think it does set you apart from other people versus just the 4.0 undergrad with a chemistry degree who... It's not the path that I expected to take, but I, I think... All in all, I feel like I'm a better person that I took it. And I think encouraging people to not follow that one page, how to get into medical school 101, because I think in all reality, it's just going to stress you out. And like, I, I was able, I like, I'm able to like live my life and just, you know, be a person, not just matriculate into medical school and not have it the rest of my life so yeah because everybody's a human being it's like we don't fit into these cookie cutters i mean like I, de I think there's definitely something to say for following like i mean obviously there's classes you need to take and you should have you should have volunteer hours you should be constantly engaged with what's going on in the medical field like there's definitely things that you need to be a part of but i think there's more flexibility than a lot of people let on I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. Education is really important. And as we're doing this, we've kind of discussed how you came in with a plan and it's changed not once, but multiple times. And this doesn't only pertain to pre-professional students. Do you think it's okay for students of varying um, majors and focuses to kind of change their plan? Or do you think it's easier or better for people to just kind of stay the path? Like, is finishing college more important than... Don't stay on the path. You're going to be unhappy. Don't stay on the path. Like, truly, do not stay on the path.
Serena Hill recently graduated Western Washington University. She shared with me her stories and experiences in the pre-med field and how her experiences changed and her plan changed. So I started out going into college wanting to become a forensic anthropologist. Uh, this did change though to the medical field within the first couple of months because I liked the patient aspect of the medical field, which is something you can't really get in anthropology as much, um, especially not forensic anthropology. I originally started in college researching biochem and neuroscience, and that was my primary major. This did change after a transfer of schools, though, because I found that the chemistry department at Western had a very negative environment and it wasn't one where there was support among peers and I found it to be a very damaging environment to be in so I switched over to biology and anthropology. I uh, had just recently, this last year, got my major in biology and anthropology and I'm looking into going to get my master's to be a physician's assistant. My primary focus originally was to go to medical school having studied and done the MCATs and all of that. However, through talking to peers going into medical school and also those within medical school as well, I realized that I didn't, I didn't really see myself among my peers. They weren't as compassionate toward patients as I was hoping. They tended to be very high and mighty. One of the ones that was a major influencer on me is one who, speaking... Well, a pre-med student from Western who was speaking to a friend of mine who's going into nursing and made the comment about how, oh, was it because you're not smart enough to be a doctor? And really, I ran into a lot of people who had that kind of perspective, and I couldn't see myself being their peers. However, with the physician's assistants that I've met, I really found that I could see myself among them, and they were very compassionate towards their parents patients and they really respected the idea of patient care as a whole, which is something that is very close to my heart, especially with the work I'm doing right now as a nursing assistant, as that's just a primary focus and such an important part of the medical field is really understanding the patient as a whole in order to treat them. And so I'm going to be going in back to school next year, hopefully, to get my master's. There have been experiences along the way that have changed mind, primarily interacting with peers and really understanding where where people feel welcome and not has been an influencing factor in my decisions towards my uh, career in the medical field. I want to thank Sarah Strivenberg and Serena Hill for sharing their stories with me. Although the path of medical field seems like it can be just one path, it's greater than that. An individual's experiences with classes and peers can change the plan, but in the end, the result is the same. It's important to do what best suits you and to find the path that works best. There's not one right way to get to medical school, just similar steps and experiences. Although there are classes that you have to take and experiences that you'll probably have, your path is your own. Don't stick to one thing. I'm Nicole DeRamo, and thank you so much for listening. Music, So Far Away by Riot, in partnership with Western Washington University.
Thanks for listening to Spark Science. If you missed any of the show, go to our website, sparksciencenow.com. If there's a science idea you're curious about, send us a message on Twitter or Facebook at SparkScienceNow. Spark Science is produced in collaboration with KMRE and Western Washington University. Our producer is Regina Barber-DeGraff. Our audio engineers are Natalie Moore and Julia Thorpe. Production was also done by Anna Marie Yanni, Lila Ney, and Nicole DeRamo. Our theme music is Chemical Calisthenics by Blackalicious and Wonderland by Janelle Monet. Lead, gold, tin, iron, platinum, zinc. When I wrap your thing, iodine, nitrate, activate. Red uranium, the only difference is I transmit sound. Balance with some balance, then you add a little talent in. Careful, careful with those ingredients. They can explode and blow up if you drop them and they hit the ground.